pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. I have no more reason to stay. I'm leaving. Grinders, welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast. It's Sunday, August 27th, 2017. we got some good baseball games here lined up. Nice, healthy 12-game slate. I'm Josh Surgiant, as always, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk Mangone. Travis, happy Sunday, man. How you doing today? Good, good. Yeah, just excited for some more baseball games. Uh, the uh, the DK Live Final looked like a good time from everyone. It looked like the, uh, the scores were going high because the chalk hit, man. Uh, the, the Cubs went off, so that was good. Yeah, ton of runs. You know, double stack of the day here. Actually, the first time I think in the history of our podcast where we picked the same stack of the day it worked out really well. Like a ton of runs. It was seventeen runs, Travis. Yeah, yeah, it was seventeen. So there was tons of runs scored, and so that was a good. Uh, it was a fun day. They were they were really high owned, so the scores were high. So it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course we had that uh, Mayweather and McGregor fight. And an unrelated note to DFS, uh, you know, worked out kind of the way that I think. Um, the both of us were talking. You know, it was an amateur fighter against a professional fighter. McGregor put up a heck of a fight, though, man. That was a really that was a really good fight. Like compared to the Pacquiao Mayweather fight a few years ago, that was uh, it was it was definitely a, an entertaining fight to watch. Did you uh, end up watching it, Travis? Yeah, uh, it was more entertaining than uh, than I was possibly expecting. So it was, but it was a good time. Uh, it was just uh, enjoyable. Uh, uh, good, good, good night of uh, just. Uh, just sports in general had a, had a good time just watching it, and uh, you know it was better than the Mayweather and Pacquiao one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we uh, before we hop into the analysis here, give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Uh, shoot over any questions or comments you might have. We love interacting with you guys over there. But uh, yeah, anything else you want to mention here before we hop into looking at the slate here, Travis? Uh, I don't, yeah, that's it. Let's just get started, man. Let's uh, let's head into Sunday slate. All right, let's hop into the pitching first. As always, we've got 12 games locking at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time for the main slate, which we'll be covering here. Uh, 12 games, man, health, healthy slate, like I said earlier. Lots of games here. And, uh, you know, I feel like there's a, a good few routes we could go here with pitching. Uh, pitching is kind of spread out. Options in all kinds of pricing tiers here. Uh, Travis, where are you looking at the, the most right now as you're looking at the slate? Uh, yeah, so pitching kind of, man, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I think from the top, right. There's guys that we definitely like, uh, guys that we, uh, you know, studs that we want to pay for. I feel like, uh, we have a Chris Archer who, uh, I know he's, uh, he's kind of like one of those weird heat home road splits guys. Uh, if you're, if you're into that, uh, he's a guy that has a ton of those. Um, and he's, he's on the road here against, uh, St. Louis, which, uh, you know, seems like a spot where we'd want to play him, right? Uh, St. Louis has just a ton of righties and, uh, you know, Archer, Archer is an ace, right? Like he's a guy you want to, uh, you know, you want to roster obviously, uh, so 
cost expensive price tag though, right? Definitely someone that uh, you know, if you're gonna pay for you, uh, you know, you gotta you, you're gonna have to uh, you know fork over some money. He's a uh, 10.1k on Fanduel, which you know isn't bad, but on uh, DraftKings he's 12.3k. Um, again, I still think he can make it work, right? It's not more like uh, it's not like Chris Sale where he cost uh, you know he cost like 14k or something. Uh, it's not one of those days. So uh, yeah. I'm definitely a uh, I'm definitely a fan of uh, Chris Archer today. Uh, that that K percentage for Archer against Rays is at 29% against lefties at 30%. Uh, the walk rate 5.8% uh, and uh, against lefties 9.7. Uh, he's a guy that I'm definitely going to have a you know ton of interest in on this slate. The question is, do I want Archer? Uh, do I want maybe a guy like uh, Carlos Carrasco gets a match against uh, Kansas City? And uh, Kansas City is a team that you know they don't strike out uh, as much, but you know they're a team that uh, I'm not afraid to uh, not afraid to go after. Especially like Vegas agrees, right? Three point seven eight run total for them, and then uh, the run total for uh, for the Cardinals is listed at four point zero six. We have a lower run total for them, which is uh, interesting to see. I, I would I would assume that Archer would have a lower run total. So yeah, that's something that uh, you know is worth noting. And then uh, there's other guys in that tier too. I think right. I think the last guy we have to talk about is like Tanaka. Again, like there's a price difference on DraftKings, but I still think like from a point per dollar perspective, he's in the conversation against a matchup like Seattle. Uh, he's, you know, 3.96 run total there. Uh, and then on FanDuel, the difference in uh, price tag for all those guys is uh, Archer at 10-1, Tanaka at 9-1, and then uh, Carrasco at 8-7. So uh, I think those are like the three guys at the top. And uh, yeah, it's for me, I think, I like Archer the best, obviously, but you know, when, you know, price tags start coming to play, it gets interesting. Um, and then I don't, you know, Carrasco is like probably like a close second. And then for me, Josh, you know, I'm never really a Tanaka guy and it kind of, uh, he's kind of a guy that I hate rostering and uh, I kind of look to you to roster. Uh, is this the day we should roster Tanaka? Yeah. I, I think this is a spot where we're going to have to kind of roster him. Uh, just for the, the simple fact that, he has a, such a, a good matchup against Seattle here. Seattle's offense is kind of teetered off over, you know, even though some of these guys are coming back being healthy, uh, they just haven't been producing the way that they should be. You know, on paper, they look a lot better than they've been performing. Uh, like you said, that price difference, Tanaka on DK at 9.4K as opposed to like 12.3 for Archer or 11.8 for Carrasco definitely piques my interest over there on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, I think that saving, you know, those savings that you're getting on Carrasco at 8.7K, um, you know, he's 29.8% strikeout rate. He's kept his walks down this season. Sierra at 2.5 against righties. Like, um, you know, really, like, if you're looking at, at like, point-per-dollar perspective here, uh, I think Carrasco, Carrasco is, is a nice... Nice play on FanDuel here uh, at this price tag. On DraftKings, like I said, I do like to knock his price tag. I think Archer's in play on both sides, but uh, a lot easier to fit him in on FanDuel than it is on DraftKings. So if you're going to play him on DraftKings, like you said, he's not like that, you know, in that Chris Seale pricing tier of 14K where it kind of handcuffs you where you could go with your bats. But I think that uh, he's certainly, certainly expensive, you know, so you're going to have to find a way to maneuver him in if, if, if you really want to play him. And this matchup against the Cardinals is not the best matchup uh, that you could get here for Archer, especially not in St. Louis. Kind of loses that safety net at home of Tropicana Field. So uh, I think all three of these guys are in play. I just think it comes down to what site you're playing on site specific. If you're looking for kind of like a point per dollar thing, that, that's a good route to go. Uh, there's another guy here that, that's in a, in a pretty good matchup that I know that you tend to stay away from, Travis. So uh, understandably, because, you know, if you pick him in the wrong spot, he could absolutely, you know, destroy your lineup. And he's been pretty inconsistent. 
Uh, I'm talking about Dan Shirelli here going against uh, the Padres. Dan Shirelli, 20, uh, 20.1% strikeout rate this season, 22.7. We've seen him have those big games. Last game struck out 10 hitters when he was out there on the hill. Uh, San Diego, we know strikeout, 23.2% as a team. Uh, is Dan Shirelli a route that you think is worth looking at here in cash or in tournaments or in any in, in any kind of format? On, on DraftKings, he's 8K. And on FanDuel, you get him for 7.9. So uh, what do you think about Dan Straley here, Travis? Yeah, I think he's in the conversation, right? Like, uh, it's, I mean, not, not, not obviously the conversation that got pitchers we just talked about. I think he's a guy to talk about, though. Uh, he's 8K on DraftKings, and on FanDuel, we can get Straley at uh, 7.9K. And, I mean, it's, you know, the Padres, right? Streaming pitchers against the Padres is, is a thing to talk about. So, uh, you know, he's definitely someone to consider here. Uh, man, I'm just... I never play him because he's just so inconsistent. I feel like it's one of those slates where uh, I feel like there's some good pitching options here, some like uh, decent ones, and even some guys for cheaper that might be a little riskier that people might say. And that I think I would rather just uh, take a shot on that have similar upside. So I don't know. I think I'm personally going to stay away. I get it, though. The K percentage is above 20 to each side of the plate, which is nice. The walk percentage, 5.9 against righties, 7.4 against lefties. Uh, Sierra has been great this year for him, like 3.55 against righties and 3.38 against lefties. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to keep him the tournaments, but I get why he could be in cash consideration. Again, it's maybe my bias in there because – uh, there's a lot of inconsistencies with him, and I'm just not a huge fan of really rostering him too often. Uh, I don't know why. He just hasn't been a guy I really landed on all season. just has not. Um, and I know he's been a guy that people have landed on, but I don't know. For me, it's tough. Uh, probably one of those guys that maybe is uh, you know on the list and just doesn't make it. But, uh, again, uh, I don't know. It's the Padres, right? Maybe something I have to like consider and think about a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks like that we have, it looks like we have a game here. Uh, on the DraftKings slate that we don't have on the FanDuel slate, uh, and that's the Houston and L.A. game. So uh, on DraftKings only, we have Charlie Morton for 8.9K going against the Angels in L.A. Uh, on DraftKings, is there any interest over there for you? Um, hey, can you repeat that? Sorry, Josh. I was yeah, looking at yeah, some stats. Yeah, no worries. Um, uh, I said on, on FanDuel, they left off the Angels and uh and Astros game but uh that game is available on the DraftKings slate so uh you know specifically on DraftKings we have Charlie Morton for 8.9k going against the Angels and I was wondering if you had any interest over there at that price tag yeah I was wondering why I couldn't see him on FanDuel I was like trying to figure that out uh yeah they they always do that to us and I always forget to like uh I always forget that um when uh you know looking at the salaries uh like uh that they do that on Sundays to us but uh yeah I I like Charlie Morton. I'm a big fan of him. It's just, uh, uh, man, you know, I don't target the angels, man. Like, it's just not like something I like to do. So, uh, I'm going to pass on that. Like they're a team that's been hitting the ball really well lately. Like, uh, I think, I just don't think it's a, something around a minute ago. Uh, they just been a team that's been hitting the ball really well, and they're like you know chasing the wild card and whatnot. And I mean, I know it sounds like a might be like a lame excuse to some people, but uh, I don't know. When, when you get these teams that are like in the wild card races, man, they are like really grinding these games out, and uh, you know they're not, they haven't like you know given up like my New York Mets. So uh, I'm gonna stay away, just, even though I love Charlie Morton and I've rostered him a lot this year. Uh, been a big fan of him, but this just does not seem like the spot where I'm going to go with him. I'm just going to stay away and, uh, you know, kind of just move on. Um, 
Uh, I want to talk about another guy that people, you know, people always like to play. Uh, you know, his name is uh, his name is John Gray, right? Uh, John Gray is a guy that you know outside of cores is you know so even in cores we have the conversation. Hey, should we play him? Uh, so I'm wondering, are you going to play John Gray here in this spot? I, I, Atlanta's not a team I normally like to target, right? They're just not a team I target. Um, so kind of the thing to talk about is like, uh, you know. Are you going to target him here? 8.5K? 8, 8. I mean, is that something you want to do? 7.4 on DraftKings? You know, in Atlanta, is he someone you're going to play? I don't think I'm going to. It doesn't feel like the right spot. Uh, it had to be like more so against a team that really strikes out a bunch. But what do you think about that, Josh? Yeah, you know, in this kind of mid-tier here on this slate, we're seeing a tale of uh, decent pitchers and bad ballparks, and, and John Gray kind of fits the mold there. Gets away from Coors, but now he's in SunTrust, which is a hitter's park. We also have Lackey that, you know, he's throwing in Philly, and we have James Tyon throwing in Great American Small Park in Cincinnati. Uh, so, you know, you got you got those three guys, like I said, uh, you know, decent pitchers and bad ballparks. So um, I think that I'm just going to have to pass on all three of those guys in that tier just for the simple fact that uh, I don't love the matchup and I don't love the ballpark downgrade. But maybe you could sell me on them if you're interested. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, so uh, Tyon and Lackey, it just doesn't seem like I want to play them here. Uh, if we were in Pittsburgh, I'd maybe have a little more interest. Uh, but in that stadium, it just doesn't feel like something I want to do. And like, again, I kind of like some of these other pitchers, so it just doesn't seem like a spot I'm going to go to him. Uh, I like I like Tyon. It depends, right? If we somehow see like maybe like Joey Votto get the day off, we probably won't see that, right? But if we did see Joey Votto get the day off, uh, maybe I'd be more interested, right? Because maybe you know there obviously be like uh, just like the right the righties I would be you know would be guys that I are normally power guys that I'm concerned about, but Tyon would be able to you know dominate more, right? Twenty six point eight K percentage against righties, fifteen K percentage against lefties. I I think I'm just gonna stay away in this spot. Doesn't seem like a good call to me to go with him. Uh, so then, yeah, we talked about streaming pitchers, right? Uh, so are we going to stream them? You know, we talked about Dan Straley streaming against the San Diego Padres. Should we stream against the Philadelphia Phillies uh, today with John Lackey? Uh, man, that's a tough one, right? Like, I, I I, don't think I'm going to do it, right? 8.4K is expensive. Lackey has been that great. Uh, Hoskins is just hitting a home run every time. He's like the new Giancarlo Stanton. He's uh, not the new, new one because Stanton's doing the same thing. But he's been smashing the ball. And the Phillies have more power in this lineup. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to play John Lackey in this smaller ballpark. It just doesn't seem like the right play. Even 7-7 seven, seven on Fandle. That's still too much of an expensive price tag for me. So I'm going to pass on him. Again, that's just because there's another option that I like that's uh, a little bit cheaper uh, that I think we can go to. Like, if, And if I was going to play Lackey, like I'd rather just play John Gray or Charlie Morton, right? Like again, or even Dan Straley. Like I just think like those guys are better too that I would rather play. They, I've talked about them and they're guys that uh, might make the list for me, but those guys are just better than Lackey here. I think in this spot, uh, in the matchup, in the ballpark, and just uh, everything you know altogether. Price tag, I think that they're just better. But uh, Josh, uh, I want to talk to you about a guy, and I think this, uh, I think this is, a, yeah, yeah, I know who you're laughing. Who is? Who is it, Josh? It's, it's, it's your boy Lance Lynn. I know. Come on, everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah, it's my boy Lance Lynn. He man, he always gets the job done for me. Again, like, uh, I mean, he's just really cheap, right? Like, I mean, I have to play him, right? Six point four K on DraftKings is insane. 
FanDuel, I'm not a huge fan of that 7.6K price tag. I'm probably not going to be playing him much over there. I might get a little bit of exposure because, you know, people won't be playing him over there. But uh, I don't know. For me, I looked at Lanson's price tag and I thought maybe he's chalky. But again, maybe that's my bias. But it's the Tampa Bay Rays who strike out a ton. Uh, we saw Michael Walk on a 15-game slate get a lot of ownership in cash. So uh, why why wouldn't Lance Lynn in this spot? Like, uh, I get it, right? He's not the most fun option, but... Uh, at 6.4K, he has like, you know, I feel like his floor is like, I don't know, like, I think the floor is like six or eight, which I'm not saying I love that, but that's the floor. And then the upside is like 20. Um, and I think the floor is like, like, I mean, I'm being generous by giving that floor. I think double digits is like a thing that's going to happen, right? I think the percentage of a double digit game is nice. And I think that's something in cash I would definitely like to take so I can be able to pay up for other bats throughout the slate, right? Because uh, there's some good spots to pay up at on the slate. So, I don't know, man. I think Lance Lynn is a good option. And I think, uh, you know, you can also make the argument of uh, if you're not playing Archer, right? Uh, you know, there's a leverage play. You can go Lance Lynn uh, instead. And uh, if, you know, Archer doesn't get the win and Archer struggles, instead you have Lance Lynn and you get a, you know, you can get a guy who I'm not saying he'd probably match or match Archer all around if Archer got blown up a little bit. And by blown up, I mean like giving up five runs, probably maybe he still gets like uh, eight Ks or nine Ks and goes like, seven say say that happens like six or seven uh lancelin could be a guy that you know doesn't finish too far off from him uh you know also gets the win instead no archer getting a win and that could be a guy that uh you know you get for 6.4k and uh you know archer has 12.3k and is just uh you know either out outperforms him or barely doesn't outperform him so uh man i think it's a good day to play lance lynn uh and josh uh, if i talked you into it yet or are you still cringing man i'm having sick flashbacks of two days ago to michael walker chalk day you know you gave me some uh some bad memories with that he was 7.4k and he was super chalky in, in the same matchup uh you know it's hard to it's hard to believe that lance lynn won't be extremely chalky at 6.4k in the same matchup here you know, I mean, unless people got that thrown off after that Walker performance, but yeah, I mean, on, on DK where you have to roster two pitchers, like it just kind of seems like a lock them in kind of SP two spot, right? For Lynn for six point four k. I mean, I'm doing it right. Like uh, again, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, he's just in a good spot, right? Uh, it's I get it, right? Everyone's you know, people who if people look at Vegas are like, oh, but it's a four point four run total. You know, it's obviously a better park, a park upgrade for the Rays. I totally get that, but um, I don't know. Like, I get it, right? There's there's lefties in that lineup that can be feared, but also those lefties can uh, swing and miss. So, uh, you know, Lance Lynn, he's a guy, uh, K percentage against righties is 26.4%. Against lefties, this is the ugly part this year, 14.5% uh, with a walk rate of 138 Like, he really struggles with lefties, and there are some lefties to be feared for sure. So, I don't know. I'm curious. Uh, it's one of those things where I definitely want to see what the lineup is. And I'm curious how like roster construction goes. Again, I don't know if I need Lance Lynn for sure, but if I do need to save some salary uh, in tournaments, I think there's upside. Obviously, like I just think there's there's definitely upside there. And then in cash, uh, I think it depends on the I think it depends on two things. It depends on what lineup they throw out there, and then on top of that, I think it also depends on uh, you know what who your other SP two is, right? On DraftKings, I think if like say you went uh, you know say you went Tanaka, uh, say you made him your SP one, I think you'd easily go. Um, Tanaka, and then uh, I don't know if you had interest in, in uh, Dan Straley, you could easily do that. And then you have 4.75k uh, at your pitcher, right? Uh, not at your pitcher, at all the rest of your pitchers. You could go Dan Straley and Chris Archer. You have 3.712 for you know your average remaining salary. That's something you can easily do. So I don't know if you need him, uh, but 
he's in the conversation and uh, I just, I know I want to put him in the conversation right away because I don't, you know, I don't think he's a guy that we should be, uh, you know, at 1130 worrying about, Hey, do we really want to play him? I think we need to like start thinking about it now and uh, trying to see if it's something that we want to do based on the bat. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I'm summing it up. It's one of those things. It's Sunday, right, guys? Uh, it's one of those things where we got to look and see what lineups are going to come out because uh, we saw this on Friday. The Nationals put out a nasty lineup, and then, uh, you know, a lot of people were, like, team Granky, and then they went under the ground. Uh, and uh, at least I did, uh, and I know more people did. But uh, that I know more people did not that were – I know more people did that they than they were going to. Sorry, that was a tongue twister. But, uh, yeah, basically, uh, I think uh, lineups are going to be important tomorrow, of course, uh, and especially for the Rays lineup because uh, if we see maybe some of these lefties not in there, that could be very beneficial to a guy like Lance Lynn. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, like outside of the guys we've already mentioned, it doesn't seem like there's too many guys that I'd be interested in rostering here. I think one other guy that's worth a mention in tournaments would be Doug Fister. Uh, going against Baltimore now at first glance it's always like a scary sight because Baltimore you know especially with Beckham now in the lineup they got you know Machado they got Scope Adam Jones Mancini Chris Davis and Trumbo and Wellington Castillo like all these names are guys you don't typically want to target in an offense when you're picking your pitcher but uh, Fister you know it's been inconsistent but has shown some upside and uh, this Baltimore team does strike out a good amount, 23.5% strikeout rate in the season and uh, Doug Fister hovers around the 20% strikeout rate and uh, he's, he's, you know, he's relatively cheap on DK. You can get him for like, uh, I believe, yeah, 6.8K. So uh, I think that Doug Fister is worth consideration in tournaments just because I think the ownership will be low. Uh, and, and people are, like I said, will generally be scared of targeting those Baltimore bats. Uh, definitely not in cash. Not, not, not saying you should play him in cash. But what do you think? Do you have any interest in Fister in tournaments? Man, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This guy threw a one hitter against the uh, Indians last outing. Like, I don't know, man. I don't under, I don't understand what this guy's doing and how he's doing it. So, uh, ugh, man, he's a guy that I don't really ever roster, and I don't think I'm going to start now. Um, I, I get the merit in it, but maybe, maybe you know, there's obviously the argument is, hey, maybe people game log chase him, uh, so that's reasons not to. Uh, uh, I mean, man, if you look at some of the advanced stats, though, like Sierra against righties is 3.98, against lefties is 4.60. Uh, and, I mean, uh, that uh, Baltimore lineup is really righty-heavy, so that's really interesting. K percentage is 19.8, uh, walk rate 8, 8.8. Uh, oh, man, ground balls above 40% on both sides of the plate. I don't get how he's doing all this, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the numbers, I just feel like this is a spot where we don't target the Baltimore uh, offense, and then I say we uh, we don't play Doug Fister either. Let's not chase that game. He just went nine innings the last game, too. Uh, I don't know if that, you know, it's – I don't know if that's like, I don't have like the, you know, stats and data that I've done, you know, of research throughout my, uh, you know, throughout all of DFS of, you know, how you do after a nine inning game. But I feel like after a nine inning game, uh, there could definitely be a little bit of fatigue there with your arm. So I don't know. Maybe I think, that, I just think this is a spot against Baltimore. I think we can just kind of stay away and move on. Maybe if he was a little bit cheaper where it was just like, but 6.8 on DraftKings, I get it, right? It's starting to kind of be a little bit interesting uh, on FanDuel. Not really interested at 7.1, uh, but yeah, I don't know, Josh. Are you interested in Fister? I, he's just a guy that I cannot figure out why and what he's doing, but if you look at some of these advanced stats this year, I mean, he's definitely, like, looked good. Yeah, uh, you know, he's he's been around for a, a good good while now, Doug Fister. Like, he's, you know, he's definitely... You know he's he's been he's got his major league experience under his belt, so it's not like he's just some young kid who came in and started getting lit up. So I mean, he he struggled coming back um, to you know to figuring out 
figuring out some of his pitch selections and, and um I know that one of the issues he had earlier in his career was keeping the ball low, and that's some of the adjustments that he's made now is trying to get some more ground ball stuff out there, trying to get away from being a fly ball pitcher. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that I think that he's definitely, like I said, worth a look in tournaments at this price tag and because Baltimore definitely does strike out. That 23% strikeout rate is uh, something worth looking at. So, uh, But I don't think, like I said, no, no interest in cash there, just simply in tournaments. Uh, I, and the only reason he's really getting brought up is because if you look at all the other arms here we have on the slate, there's really no one else that seems appealing to me. Is there anyone else we haven't mentioned that you'd have interest in here, Travis? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking down here and trying to uh... – trying to figure out who it would be that I would definitely oh you know who's on this slate um what's his name uh gosh uh yeah I I, I forgot Yachty. about him he's definitely on the slate no Tyler Malley you, you know much about him I just want to pull up his fan graphs now I totally forgot that he was on the slate yeah uh, yeah the kid I mean the kid has looked super impressive in the minors I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about him uh you know young 22 year old kid and uh you know, the, the the problem here is the fact that he's in Cincinnati, right? And he's debuting in, in Cincinnati. He's 5.8K on DK, so, like, I get it if you want to take a shot in a young pitcher, and I know that we like to try to get on, you know, guys like this before they, they have that big game and everyone starts chasing them and they become chalk. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but Sever, like, even, like, like, a guy like Severino was, like, what? He was, like, 6.2K at the beginning of the season. It was ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, this kid definitely has some good stuff. I read that. You know, he, st- he stays around the strike zone and, and um, you know, has some sharp strikeout ability. And I've been hearing about him for, for like, all season now. Um, I don't know. I just – I don't I don't love the fact that he's going to be in Cincinnati, though, against Pittsburgh here uh, for his first big league experience, you know, and that, that's kind of concerning for me. But I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you know something that uh, – I don't know. What do you think, Travis? Uh, yeah, I, I mean – I feel like we should have some interest in him. Uh, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a bad idea here. Like, uh, so looking at his uh, numbers on Fangraphs, we got twenty one point two K percentage uh, this year. Uh, you know, twelve twenty one point two in Triple A, uh, five point one uh, walk percentage, and then uh, in Double uh, A, twenty six point nine K percentage and five point three walk percentage. So uh, yeah, I mean, the numbers look good here. I uh, man, I don't know. I kind of he's a guy. I think I want to just. Uh, I just want to get in on from the uh, you know from the start, so I think maybe I'm going to roster him. Uh, well, Pittsburgh just doesn't strike out though, Travis. Sixteen, they only have a sixteen point eight percent strikeout rate this season. Oh man, I know, I get it. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's because I just want to like roster the young kid right in this <laughs> spot. Like I don't know, he's got tons of talent. Like you know, in the you know major league debut. Um, we did that with Lamette. I don't know. Worked out. You remember that? So I mean, it's definitely. Yeah, uh, that was also the Mets too. We got to keep that in mind. Right. They're terrible. They, yeah, they're they're not. They're, they're a team that could strike out a ton. I don't know. I think I'm going to do it on one team, right? As a dart, uh, as just a dart throw in a tournament, just because uh, I, you know, I, I kind of want to rush this young kid. I want to root him on. But uh, I don't know. Let me. I'll look real quick if there's a pitch count. Josh, is there anyone? Uh, is there anyone else that you see that you'd like to play down here? Because uh, I, I mean, there's not a lot that I like down here that I'm gonna play. Uh, no, I'm, I'm done. Not. I'm done here. Like I have no, I have no other interest in the pitching. I'm not gonna play in Alaska. I'm not gonna play Tommy Malone. I'm not playing Joe Biani coming off. You know, like after that, you know, up and down performance he gave us. You know, especially not against uh, the Twins in, in Toronto in that hitters park. Eric Scoglin, no thank you. Matthew Boyd, I know he's going against the White Sox, but still, no thank you over there. Um, Albers, no, not against the Yankees. 
like Fetty, no, like you know, like none of these guys. There's no one here. There's no. There's nobody else here. I feel like Lance Lynn is like in a t- in, in like you know he's like the only clear option in this lower tier. And other than that, you just kind of have to stick to the to the top three here of Archer, Carrasco, or Tanaka. I feel like those are the four guys you should really be targeting. You compare Lance Lynn as your SP two. Like uh, like here's how my roster builds are going. Like, I'm just taking some of the top three guys here, like, between, you know, alternating between Archer, Krasko, and Tanaka, and that SP2 spot on DraftKings is just going to be locked in with Lance Lynn. Like, that's how my roster builds are going right now. Just pair Archer with Lynn, pair Carrasco with Lynn, pair Tanaka with Lynn, uh, and, and just kind of work around that. Maybe I'll try to pair two of those top guys, too. Maybe some Archer and Tanaka or Carrasco and Tanaka, you know, and see if I get creative there, too. But, um I just I just feel like you know that SP two spot on my rosters here are gonna it's gonna belong to Lance Lynn, and I'll just alternate from that SP one spot on on FanDuel. I think you just stick with those top three guys too that I mentioned. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm not gonna get too cute on the slate. Just stick to a tight core of those four pitchers. How about you, Travis? Is you know I know that you said Mally, um, but is there anyone else here that you're looking at? They're like, oh, this this stands out to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, so Mally's got seven quality starts in his uh, ten debuts apparently in AAA, so that's pretty good. Um, I'm not seeing, uh, I'm not seeing like anything on like a pitch counter and innings limit. I mean, it's something obviously we'll look for tomorrow more. Maybe we'll get information on that, but yeah, I, I'm not seeing that now. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna throw a dart throw right just because uh, you know why not? Uh, it'll be fun and on Fanduel like for like six k. Uh, I think I'll throw a dart there just because. Uh, I don't like any of these cheap guys down here, like Tommy Malone, like, uh, you know, like Nick Pavetta, Kyle Gibson. I'm just not going to play these guys. So I think I have interest in going with him just because maybe I can jam in bats, right? Uh, just that's kind of the merit behind that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, just, just like I said, it's a pure dart throw, not something I'm like overloading my bankroll on. Uh, but I definitely would do that. Uh I don't know. At the top, though, I think it's for me, I think it's Archer. Uh, and again, like I agree with you, like Lance Lynn, I think he's a guy that like if I was playing cash and DraftKings, that's I think what I would do. I'd go Archer Lynn. And then on Fandle, it's it's tough because I think it's Archer for 10-1. And like, obviously, like it's a Sunday. So value is going to, I think, open up. So I think I'll be able to make a 10.1K Archer work. But uh, man, I mean, Carrasco's price tag over there at 8-7 is very, very appealing. So uh it's close uh it's definitely i think for me though i think it's archer carrasco and then i don't know i'm just probably gonna end up staying away from tanaka unless uh maybe someone unless someone can talk me on him or i see something or if it's like you know maybe he gets like a really good umpire bump i don't know uh i just hate playing tanaka man i don't know why i just do uh maybe it's because i'm a met fan who knows what it is i just he's just a guy that's too inconsistent for me and i've luckily had him in like the good spots that he's done this year he has had good spots you're welcome uh (laughs) Yes, you've helped me with that. I will agree with you. Uh, but uh, I don't know. For some reason, I just can't get him right, and uh, I just let others try and get him right for me. So if I hear that he's getting talked up in the industry as like a guy that people like, then that's kind of when I start to say, okay, let me think about this a little bit more. But for me right now, it's Archer is the guy I like the most, and uh, you know, Carrasco second, and then we'll put Tanaka third, uh, and then uh, you know, down at the towards the bottom, right, uh, Lance Lynn's probably the guy that I have the most interest in. I'll throw a dart with uh, this Ma- with Malay in a tournament just because i want to root on the young kid and whatnot I'll probably uh might throw that game on tv and watch him pitch uh and then i think a lot of these other guys in the mid-tier like we talked about are guys that i think you could throw a dart on if you you know if you see something and uh you make you know make a strong case for them uh you know play them if you want to but uh for me i don't think they're guys that i'm going to end up playing it's just like when i look at these mid-tier guys i don't see a guy that's like super strong that i'm 
you know, feel like I'd rather, like I'd rather save salary instead. Like on DraftKings, if I'm going to play a top tier pitcher, I really don't feel as comfortable going in the mid tier uh, and feeling like the upside is as good as maybe one of these guys down here. I feel like one of these guys down here could maybe pull off something, right? Uh, again, it's like a total uh, dart throw in a tournament. So uh, yeah, it's one of the, I'd rather end up going that route. If I did go in the mid tier, I think it's Dan Straley, Josh. I actually think he's the guy I would go to oddly enough. And you know, that's someone I don't like to play a ton. So, uh, yeah, I think it makes sense though, to do Dan Straley here. So I think he's the guy that, uh, in the mid tier, if you told me I had to take one, that's what I would end up taking. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you gotta get over that Mets, uh, Yankee hate you got in your blood and, and take Tanaka when he's in a good spot. But um, I just don't know when he's ever in a good spot, man. I don't know. Unless it's the Rays, obviously. But I don't know, man. The guy, I don't know. When you when you told me the Red Sox start when against Sale, I was totally laughing and I just took him blindly and it worked out. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, yeah, I just I don't like Tanaka. But yeah, uh, we can move on from that. Obviously, uh, is it no other pitchers, or is that it? Kind of summed it up there uh, for the most part. Yeah, if I was gonna do my rankings, it's gonna go uh, Archer, Tanaka, Carrasco, and Lancelin, like you said at the bottom for an SP two. And uh, my tournament interest is gonna be in Dan Straley and Doug Fister. So that's that's where I'm at at pitching. Uh, anything else you want to mention, or should we head on to the bats? Uh, nope, that's not about. That's about it. And I, yeah, I think the Doug Fisters make more sense. It's uh, I don't know, maybe like after looking at some of like the more uh, you know more advanced statistics. Uh, I don't know, maybe you can throw a dart on him just because uh, you know it's a team that balls more that can strike out. So. Uh, yeah, uh, man, I don't know. It just it hurts me to say that, and I'd rather just play Lancelin at that price tag. And that's something I'd probably would rather just do. So that's probably what I'll do. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to catcher. You wanna you wanna start off with that, Josh? Yeah, let's move on to the bats. Now, there's a lot of options here at catcher, Travis. Like we're not used to having this kind of depth. But like looking at the slate, like Gary the Goat against a lefty at home, like Miguel Montero against Kyle Gibson, JT Romuto against Clayton Richard against a lefty. Uh, he's been absolutely mashing the season. Uh, we also have uh, Alex Avila against uh, Pavetta, you know, in another good spot here. Um, love that spot for uh, for Alex Avila against Pavetta, as long as he's in the lineup, you know, in Philly in a hitter's park against a righty where he just has absolute crazy numbers, like bananas numbers this season. Um you know, there's just there's so many there's so many ways you could go at catcher. Matt Waiters against Tommy Malone, another guy who hits lefties well. So you know, it's another good spot there. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I think what it comes down to is like what fits your roster construction. But for me, like all of those guys that I just mentioned are in play, and if they're in the lineup, it's going to be tough, kind of like boiling down where to go. Obviously, if I have the money, I'm going to pay for Gary Sanchez, but he's super expensive. I think Montero is a good value play. Um, Miguel Montero is a good value play here uh, in Toronto against Kyle Gibson. You know, Kyle Gibson gives up crazy hard contact against lefties, and uh, it's in, in a hitter's park. He's 3.1K on DraftKings, Montero, and over on FanDuel. You get him for 2.3, so you're getting him at a great discount on both sites. Uh, but, and I think that my favorite mid tier option would probably be Alex Avila, 3.6 on DraftKings, and on FanDuel, you're getting Avila for 2.9. Now, I think Avila, you know, these Cubs bats might still be a bit chalky after coming off that huge game today and get another good matchup here against Philly. So uh, Avila will probably be the more popular owned out of the bunch. But I think that there's certainly merit to going with um, with Montero or uh, or Gary Sanchez here, or even Romuto, as I mentioned. 
If I'm going my favorite point per dollar play, uh, I'll probably I'll probably land somewhere around Miguel Montero. I think that's uh, I think that's a solid play here on the slate as long as he's in the lineup. How about you, Travis? Where are you looking at catcher? Oh uh, yeah, so there's there's some good options, right? There's guys that we can play. Uh, you know, Gary Sanchez, right? Uh, if I have the money, sure, but I don't feel like I have the money, man. Like I just don't think it's there uh, on this slate. But uh, again, obviously in tournaments, right? Like I said, if you want to pay down at some pitchers, you might be able to make it work. If you have the money, uh, play Gary Sanchez, right, against a lefty. He's guy's been smashing the ball and absolutely smashes lefties. So yeah, Gary Sanchez is a guy you can consider. Uh, for me, I think it's Miguel Montero. I'm just gonna move on to him. Like uh, 2300 on Fanduel is a nice price tag, very cheap against a guy like Kyle Gibson. That kind of seems like the guy I'm gonna go to. Uh, that just seems like the guy I have the most interest in right now. Uh, Alex Avila too for 2900. I like him if he's in the lineup against Pavetta. I think that's a good spot for him. Uh, definitely would have some interest in getting uh, exposure to him on the slate. But as always, it's a Sunday, right? Uh, Going to have to wait and see what the lineups are. And uh, some of these guys could be sitting. Uh, there could be some extreme values that we get based on lineup spots. So, uh, yeah, uh, I know it's not the you know best answer, but it's a Sunday. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we can get value there, too. Sometimes there's like 2K catchers. Like if you're building your tournament team and you put a pitcher in there that you like, and then you put all the bats that you like, you know, you see guys that have just been hitting the ball really hot. Uh, you know, maybe you fill out like the stack and you get, you know, you get your four man stack, you get three hitters that you love. And then, Hey, you need 2k for a catcher, throw that 2k catcher in there. Cause you know, you know, he could be against the, you know, he could be a righty against the lefty and then, you know, he could easily hit one out uh, and be 2k, right? It's baseball, right? It can happen. Uh, so uh, yeah, just uh catcher something I'm going to wait and see. But, uh, first look, if you told me a uh, lock was right now, I would end up putting in Miguel Montero just because I like uh, his upside in his spot against Kyle Gibson for the price tag. Yeah, I agree. Montero's. Certainly a favorite catcher option, but like I said, the other ones that we mentioned, uh, like uh, Avila and, and Gary Sanchez, are all they're you know they're good options as well. Uh, moving on to first base, a more loaded position here. Um, you know, it feels like a free smoke, free smoke day for me, uh, especially in tournaments where I think that ownership is going to be a bit lower. I feel like uh, after a huge game from Rizzo today, we're going to have a lot of ownership kind of siphon that way. And, and I think that's not a bad play either. I think I'll also have some Rizzo on my lineups. We also have your boy Hoskins in the lineup today. You know, and uh, on the slate, and he's just been absolutely smashing, so he's worth a look. We got Jose Abreu against the lefty and Matt Boyd at home, uh, you know, Hitters Park. I think Matt, uh, Jose Abreu is certainly a, a top option here on the slate. Uh, we got Zimmerman going against Tommy Malone. Zimmerman, absolute insane numbers against lefties. Um, let me just let me just pull those up because uh, they're definitely worth noting. Um, yeah, while you do that, let me let me just say, like, I don't see how we don't roster Jose Abreu here. Like, man, jeez, this, <laughs> this is like the dream spot, right? Know, like, isn't this like it's, it's it's excellent? Yeah, like this is this is pocket aces right now. I'm holding them. I'm holding pocket aces here. I feel like yeah, uh, but Travis, but Travis Zimmerman's numbers against the lefty man: four forty six woba and three sixty eight iso. Like, you have you have oh are you talking Ryan Zimmerman? I'm talking about Ryan Zimmerman. I'm talking about him again. Oh, I thought you were talking Jordan Zimmerman and telling me someone else was pitching out. So I was totally confused. What? Oh yeah, I no. get. I get. Yeah, I get Ryan Zimmerman. Yeah. Um, against Tommy okay, Malone. Okay, but I'm saying like yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, oh, what are they? I mean, the price tags are probably really similar. I'm assuming on most both sites, but he's uh, he's day to day with an arm. Uh, so yeah, uh, he wasn't in the Saturday lineup. He wasn't in the Friday lineup. So are we sure he's going to be in there? Like, no, we're not. Um, we're not. We're not. But we all, and also we have Miggy, you know, who we called yesterday hit a home run. Still dirt cheap on DK at three point four K. Another guy, you, if you're looking for value, you have to consider. But uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, and Miggy two point eight K on Vandal is super cheap over there too. But yeah, Abreu. I mean, you're right about that. Against and this is definitely a dream matchup for him. But you know, the question is, Travis, like. 
You know, do we go, you know, a brave 3.5 on FanDuel is incredibly cheap. 4.5 on DraftKings, you know, it's a little bit tougher over there. But, uh, you know, the question is, after Rizzo's big game here, um, does, it makes more sense probably just to go to a Brayu to, to stay away from the ownership there, right? Kind of zig when everyone else zags. And I, I kind of think that a Brayu is in as good, if not a better spot than uh, than uh, Rizzo is. Would you agree with that? Yeah, um, yeah, man. I just don't see how I don't play him here. I, I, I like, I like uh, Rizzo, of course. If I have the money, I want to. But again, uh, you know, I don't know if this is going to be the spot where it's going to be uh, just, you know, easily to put him in. Um, I, I think he's a guy you want exposure to. But uh, I don't know. I don't think I need to go Rizzo, right? I, I just think this is a great time to, uh, you know, jump on Jose Abreu here, man. Like this guy's just been absolutely smashing the ball. Uh, I just don't see how I don't play him. Like Matt Boy feels like the perfect spot, right? Uh, last 15 days, he's got an exit velocity of 93 miles an hour, 229 batted ball distance, and a uh, fly balls of 42%. And uh, I'll, I'll look it up for Team BBP because I feel like it's there. I'm trying to remember if it is because I've you know, playing DFS like for a while. You, you kind of uh, Things kind of stick in your brain. Yeah, uh, that, he, has, he is on Team BBP. Uh, uh, nine for 15 with two home runs and four RBIs, Josh. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'm a big Jose Abreu fan today. I think he's my favorite play. I think I'm, you know, if I'm playing cash games, I think I'm going him, but I, I think I'm loading up on him on this slate. Uh, he's just in such a good spot, but I don't know. That's enough Jose Abreu talk. There's other plays, obviously, right? There's a Miguel, Miguel Cabrera for cheap against a guy like Giolito. Uh, he's not a guy I'm in love with, but if you need a cheap first baseman, right? Kind of same situation. If you need, if you build your roster and you need like a cheap first baseman, uh, like for instance, uh, you know, like I said, I did this on DraftKings uh, the other day, and it was like kind of something I just noticed. Like, would I rather play a 3.4K outfielder, or uh, would I rather play like a 3.4K Miguel Cabrera? Normally, I think it's just like, hey, play the 3.4K Miguel Cabrera. Same thing on Fanduel. Would I rather play a uh, 2.8K, uh, you know, Miguel Cabrera, or would I rather like if I, you know, if I have an outfield spot, right? Would I rather play, you know, Kevin Pillar, Mitch Haniger, Howie Kendrick, Chris Young, like, uh, like. Jason Hayward, Raji Davis, like, no, just play Miguel Cabrera and then upgrade your outfielder, right? Which whatever first base is, they had Justin Smoke in there at first base. Uh, so, yeah, Justin Smoke cost uh, on Fandle, what's he cost? He costs uh, 3.4K. Again, it's not a big difference. And, man, that price tag is way too cheap for Smoke. But, like, just play a 3.4K outfielder, right? You could play a guy like, uh, you know, Trumbo, Hicks, like Parr. It just sounds like a better route to go in, like, a two-for-two two swap. So something I just wanted to note again because I said that yesterday and, I, you know, it looked like a great option. It's something I thought was uh, really interesting. So yeah, don't mind Miguel Cabrera just because the price tag is too, too cheap. Man, Justin Smoke, you're right about that. 3.4K on Fandle. That just seems, oh, that seems crazy to pass up too. He's right next to Jose Abreu. So for me, it's like if I'm making like 10 lineups, uh, I think I'm just going to go uh, for Jose Abreu, for Justin Smoke, and then, uh, you know, the other two spots, kind of filling some other first basemen that are not bad plays. Uh uh, but there's a bunch around here, obviously. Like you said, if, if Zimmerman plays, he's a guy that we want to consider. Uh, you have Edwin Encarnacion against a lefty, right? Uh, that, that's always a that's always a really nice spot to go to. So he's a guy you'd want to consider, obviously. Uh, I get John Gray is, uh, you know, a good pitcher, but we have a guy, Freddie Freeman, who is, uh, you know, he's a lefty and he smashes righties. So he's a guy to consider. Uh, there's a lot to consider on this slate and a lot of guys to play. But for me, uh, I'll give you my one and two. And it's, uh, I feel like we're going to have the same one and two, Josh, but it's Jose Abreu and Justin Smoke for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly the same for me. It's a Brayo and Smoke. Uh, just I feel like that's the best the best possible route to go here if you're going point per dollar on this slate. So I think it's it's good that we're on the same page, you know. 
Yeah, and I wonder if in Pick'em we can play both of them. They're on different tiers. That would be sweet. Uh, yeah. I'll do that now. Uh, is there anything else at first base? Uh, while I look that up, do you want to start us off with second or tell us if there's anything else at first base that you're uh, in love with? I don't know. Are there any cheap guys? Maybe like some value guys? I mean, we no, don't want to Miggy, first base too quick. But. Miggy, is the, Miggy is the top option. I mean, do you think Hoskins against Lackey, who's had his home run troubles, is worth a look to? Yeah, isn't he like uh, isn't he outfield eligible though now on DraftKings as well? He's first base and outfield eligible. Yep, on DraftKings. Yeah, see, so I personally would rather just play him in the outfield. Like, I'm not going to waste my first base spot on him. That's just what I think. Um, but yeah, and on on uh, like on Fanduel, um, he's outfield eligible, so I roster him in the outfield there. That's kind of how I do it. But uh, yeah, he's just a guy that I think. Uh, yeah, I I would rather just play at in the outfield instead because I'd rather just load up on these first basemen because like there's a guy like Rizzo obviously right uh, I like that price tag on Rizzo you know like that price tag on Rizzo is or I don't love the price tag on Rizzo but I like the matchup for Rizzo uh, so yeah he's a guy that you definitely want to load on and I'm looking at Pickham now and I'm trying to find these guys uh, oh I get them at the same spot in tier six so ah darn it I was hoping I could get them in the same uh, in uh, different tiers to be able to double load up on but you can do that on other sites in the industry there are other sites to do that right so uh, you can go over to fantasy draft and load up on two um, but yeah those are definitely two of our fa- two two of our two plays that we're really gonna like on this slate yeah for sure all right let's move on to second base now um you know there's a good few options here too at second base. Starling Castro is a guy that's jumping off for me. 3.4K on DraftKings, 2.7 on FanDuel. Going against Albers, Castro is a guy throughout his career who has hit lefties really well. Holding down that sixth spot, you know, batting in the sixth hole for the Yankees coming off the DL. Um, I, I think that he's in, in a great spot here. Uh, you know, J-Ram, Jose Ramirez here against Scogland. I think that he's certainly in play. Uh, Nunez against Wade Miley is certainly in play. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely, like I said, there's definitely good – Options here to, to choose from. Howie Kendrick, um, second base eligible. He's probably in the outfield on, on FanDuel, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's, out, yeah, he's, he's, he's still super cheap over there, 2.8. But he's second base eligible on DraftKings. Um, always want to look at him against the lefty. He has just made a career out of hitting the lefty as well. So uh, definitely a guy I'll have interest in there. So uh, all in all, I think that uh, it's just going to come down to the correlation to my lineups here. Um, and, uh, if I had, you know, if you twisted my arm and I had to pick one, like my favorite guy point per dollar here at second base, uh, I'd probably go with Castro. I think Starlin Castro is my favorite guy point per dollar. Uh, where are you looking at second base, Travis? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Starlin Castro. He's, uh, yeah. I didn't even realize he was back in our lives for some reason. Don't know how I missed that one, but, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that. I didn't realize he was back. Uh, don't know how that one passed me, but, uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I, I've been playing him since he came back. So, I mean, he's. He's, yeah, he's only back. To, yeah, he's only been back two games. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I like. Yeah, this is a good buy low opportunity, right? Uh, makes a ton of sense. Also, uh, yeah, I mean, Jose Ramirez, man, he has been bad, right? Like we, I feel like you know, I've been playing him since the cheap price tag on Fanduel. Uh, he had a three and then a zero, right? Not the best showings for him, but he's still cheap over here. So uh, I don't know. I think I'm still gonna play him because that price tag is still too cheap. Has he like dropped on DraftKings since he's been so terrible, Josh? Jose uh, Ramirez? No, they still they still have him. At, uh, at a pretty high price tag. Yeah, it's still 4.2, so you don't get him at a discount. Okay. And, yeah, I think there's other guys, too. Like, there's some cheap guys over here. Like, you can go, like, uh, maybe an Allen Hansen. If he gets, like, the one spot, I could see going him against Boyd. Uh, don't mind that. I, I like, you know, if we get Adrian Sanchez for Washington again, I don't like rostering Adrian Sanchez a ton, but if he's batting second against Tommy Malone, it's not like Tommy Malone's good, uh, so he could be a cheap value, right? This seems like a spot I'm just going to try and punt, right? 
Uh, if you look at the top, there's not a ton of guys that I like. You know, I'm just going to be dying to roster here. There's just not a ton of second baseman in spots that I think are really great. So this seems like a spot to save at. Uh, and you know, there's going to be a lot of a lot of good bats to play on this slate. And I think this spot I'll just save. Uh, kind of simple for me. Uh, and you know. I think for me, Jose Ramirez and Starlin Castro, those price tags on Fanduel at two point eight and two point seven are great. Uh, what's the what's the Castro price tag on DraftKings again, Josh? Three point four, super cheap there too. Yeah, yeah, three point four. It's good Yankee exposure. You don't have to like jam in a Judge or a Sanchez or something. So yeah, I think that's a good route to go to with Castro. I like him there. All right, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the hot corner now, Travis. Go ahead, kick us off at third. Where are you looking on this late at third base? Yeah, so third base. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you get like, man, I don't really love rostering this guy uh, at third base, but on Fandle, he is, is Tyler Saladino. He's probably at a different spot on DraftKings for you, so you can get him over there. But, uh, you know, he's really cheap over there, right? Uh, he's 2.4K, really nice price tag on him. Just Matt Boyd isn't a guy that, uh, you know, I definitely want to target here on this slate. Uh, Josh Donaldson, 3.6K against Kyle Gibson. Like, uh, sign me up for that. That's just an absolutely great price tag for him. Uh, you know, t- definitely have to be loading up on him. We talk about, uh, you know, Pavetta. I'm not a huge fan of uh, Chris Bryant. I can see going back to the well there on him a little bit. You know, don't hate that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of really rostering the Todd father, but uh, Todd Frazier, he's a guy that could always hit a home run. And in his spot, uh, you know, in the Yankee Stadium against a lefty, I could see that being something to consider, obviously, in play. Then you have Anthony Rendon. We're going to get him against a le- bad lefty and Tommy Malone for 3.2. Uh, depending on his lineup spot, like, I mean, that's just a really nice price tag on him. So I'll definitely have interest in him. And, uh, you know, maybe we also get like Matt Davidson. Is he going to be a guy that, uh, you know, is in in lineup against, uh, you know, against the bad lefty for cheap? I can see going him too. There's there's a lot of different options at different price tiers. Uh, that I think you can, you know, obviously should be considering. Um, I don't know who my favorite is though, Josh. That's kind of it. I'm not really, uh, don't have like a favorite that's really popping off the page. Uh, is there one that pops off the page for you that's an absolute favorite right now, Josh? Yeah, it's kind of just a blessed spot. It's like, ugh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're looking at it, it's like everyone that we should be interested in, like, we'll have interest in, but no one's really popping off the page as like, oh, this is the guy I want to have. This is the guy I, I know. Like, I, uh, like, like Chris Bryant, maybe, you know, he's in a, he's in a good spot. Arenado's in a good spot, you know. Machado, I think you can make a case for Machado here against Doug Fister. Um, but yeah, I uh, for me, I think that and Donaldson too, as you mentioned. I think if I'm going, you know, and all these guys are in like you know, you have to pay up for all of them. There's really there's no one super cheap here that you know stands out either. So that's another thing to take into account. Um, I think that if anything, I'm just gonna go with Rendon. Rendon's my favorite guy out of the bunch. And if I'm going to pay up, he's the guy I want to pay up for. You know, I love Rendon against the lefty here. Uh, also hits for average really well, too. So even if he doesn't get one over the fence for you, he'll, he'll probably get you some points. You know what I mean? Uh, but he does have he does have major pop against lefties. Uh, he's had a few big games where he broke the slate. I remember against lefties throughout the season. And, uh, yeah, four, 463 Woba and 333 ISO. You know, like his, his numbers are very solid here against lefties. 11% strikeout rate, so he doesn't strike out a ton. Um, walks walks a ton against lefties, sixteen percent. So keep that in mind. Uh, Malone doesn't really walk a lot of hitters. Pitches the contact, pitches you know throws, stays around the strike zone. Three point two percent strikeout rate against lefties, six point five against righties. So like, he doesn't really like walk a lot of hitters, but he does give up a huge ISO to righties. Three twenty two ISO, four forty eight wOBA. He allows two Malone, three seventy six BABIP against righties. So uh, he gets hit hard against righties. This is a this is a good spot for Zimmerman. I think the the match. The matchup goes well um, here between the two of them, uh, especially with uh, with Malone, you know, relying heavily on that uh, 
on that uh, changeup. And uh, Rendon is one of those hitters that ha- you know keeps his weight back well at the plate. His mechanics are basically made to stay patient and uh, you know get hard contact on that barrel. So uh, I think that if we're looking at the best possible matchup, just you know just raw matchup with with good power here, and uh, you're paying up at the price tag. Rendon's my guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Rendon. By the way, he's three point two k on uh, Fanduel, which is a very nice price tag. So uh, over there, I like that a lot. Uh, for me, I think third base is a pretty easy way I'm going to do it. Uh, yeah, I think you can go Don. Like you can easily just go Donaldson on DraftKings. Like I like that four point two k price tag and like Rendon on Fanduel for three point two. Also like Donaldson's price tag at three point six k on Fanduel. So I think Donaldson's my top guy. I'll follow it up with Rendon and then Chris Bryan right behind, just because he's been smashing the ball at uh, ninety three exit velocity against. Uh, uh, last 15 days, and then we got uh, 240 batted ball distance. So, yeah, he's a guy that I have you know, a lot of interest in. He's been crushing the ball. And then uh, just going to add in his two guys to sprinkle in, uh, Saladino and Matt Davidson. I talked about them, but I'm just saying uh, you know, those guys are kind of like honorable mention. Uh, if I stack up the White Sox, I think those are two guys. I'll look to see where they're on the lineup and kind of make a decision how they fit my roster and see if, uh, if I need a cheapie there. Uh, that's a guy I think you could maybe throw in there to kind of help you uh, help you out. So, yeah, that's kind of how I'm approaching third base for me. It's like, uh, you know, Donaldson and Rendon are, uh, you know, at the top tier. And then you got Chris Bryant not too far behind. And then those two White Sox I have interest in sprinkling in. All right. Uh, let's move on to shortstop now. Uh, Travis, go ahead. Kick us off. Where are you looking at there uh, at a uh, shortstop on the slate? Yeah, uh, shortstop. Uh, man, not a position I always love the roster, but uh, you know it's not not terrible on this slate. We got uh, Lindor against Scoglin here. If you have the money for him, of course I'd pay up for him. Uh, I, I like the idea of Tim Anderson if he's getting the one spot uh, against Matt Boyd. That's a guy I think I you know you consider consider with a very very nice cheap price tag. So he's a guy I would think about. A guy, you know, if you're doing a Yankee stack, I like playing him as Didi Gregorius. Uh, people don't like playing him against lefties, but he's better than you know he's better than people think against lefties. And you get really low ownership on him, like really low ownership. So, uh, and we're also not expecting Albers to be in there forever, too, right? So, if you're someone that's uh, worried about that, man, Gre- Gregorius has been really good this year too. I-, I-, I like playing him. So, if I were you and you are doing a Yankee stack. Uh, and I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying jam and DD Gregorius, but I like the idea of putting DD in there because shortstop is in a position that we absolutely love. And I think it's a spot where you can get lower ownership on a guy and like a really good, uh, lineup. So if you're playing a Yankee stack, I think throwing DD in there is a fine idea. Uh, but yeah, I, is a spot where I think like Tim Anderson, I'm hoping just gets the one spot and I can throw him in there. It just seems like a really good spot for him tomorrow. Right. Uh, definitely a fan of that. Um, uh, and it's tough though. There's not a lot to like, unless you're like paying up here. Like, of course, like man, Xander Bogarts, man, it's crazy. He's 3.9 on Fandle. What is he on DraftKings? Is he still cheap over there? I know he's like hit a lot better. So he's probably moved up. He's 4.2. I like that price tag on DraftKings. And guy against a guy like Wade Miley, I think you have interest in Bogarts over there at that price tag for sure. But uh, for me, like my, I guess my number one guy is, and as long as he's batting in a good lineup spot, I think it's Tim Anderson. Uh, call me crazy, but I think that's the guy I like the most, Josh. What about you? No, I like him a ton too. I'm actually on the same page as you. And I was looking at the shortstops here. Uh, Tim Anderson was the guy that stuck out the most. And uh, like you said, if he has that leadoff spot, that's great. And he makes a fine correlation play to Jose Abreu. So I don't see why you wouldn't play him here. Just seems like the best, you know, the most optimal play at shortstop. And he's 2.8K on DraftKings. That's pretty, like, that's that's dirt cheap on, on you know, relative to the cap on, on DraftKings in the format there. So 2.8, you know, for Tim Anderson leading off against a lefty. Yeah, I'll take that all day, every day, 100%. So I think that's where I'm going to go to. 
Yeah, a couple other guys I think were, you know, forgot to mention too is, uh, you know, Freddie Galvis. He's batting second against Lackey. Uh, Lackey's been a lot of hard contact this year. I kind of like Galvis here batting second. That's a good spot for him. Uh, Strubel Cabrera, don't hate him. He'll probably have a good lineup spot against Freddie. So that's not a bad guy to consider. And also, uh, I, I've probably been overlooking these guys in general because I've been looking at FanDuel when I'm looking at things. And, uh, yeah, um, Marvin Gonzalez against Ricky Nolasco. Like, Ricky Nolasco is a guy to target here. That, uh, you know, we didn't talk about Altuve. Uh, you know, he's a guy, obviously, at the top to like. Uh, another guy that I think is a really good play is like a guy like Guriel. Um, you know, he's 4.1K on DraftKings, but I definitely think you could fire him up here. And uh, I'm pretty sure Ricky Nolasco is the BVP special of the day against Brian McCann. I'm trying to think. I'm pulling it up now to check, but I'm pretty sure that one's like a absolute money one. Yes, it is, Josh. It's a 25 for 73 with nine home runs. Uh, so, yeah, 27 RBI. So, uh, yeah, on DraftKings specifically, uh, it's pretty hard not to play Brian McCann here. Uh, yeah, like, what's his price tag? Let's see. So, sorry, I'm, like, backtracking on this, but uh, it's something I forgot. Yeah, 3.2K. So, on DraftKings, man, like, ooh, Brian McCann looks juicy at catcher. So, uh, yeah, something to note. Uh, it's just, like, that. that's such a huge sample size and something that I like. And, you know, he's been smashing Lasco, and Lasco's the guy gets smashed by lefty. So, it makes a ton of sense. So, yeah, not to overlook that, uh, you know, that game, uh, but just wanted to go back and kind of touch on some of those uh, Astros. I'm happy I did to find the McCann BVP uh you know that because that's something that uh you know uh, i'm sure people on twitter will be uh going at everyone and saying see brian mccann it's a home run after he hits with him yeah yeah for sure for sure um anything else here that you want to mention at uh at shortstop or should we move on to the outfield now oh uh, no yeah we can move on i think yeah shortstop it's not bad there's some guys that throw in there and whatnot but uh yeah it's not a spot i always love the roster and hey it's a like i always say it's a sunday right josh uh what's that mean what's what's it mean with it because it's a sunday wait for the lineups yeah, wait for the lineups, right? We could get a super cheap one that like helps make your whole roster work, and you can get every single bat you like, and then hey, maybe that helps you win your cash games. So if, Tim, if, Tim a- if Tim Anderson is leading off, I'm just gonna hit the lock button and move on. So that's like my that's my plan tomorrow. Yeah, you- I don't mind that. I don't mind that route, but uh, yeah, it's always like you know there could be you know there could be a way to save you know money then with like a two K shortstop, and then it helps get every bat you like, and then I I always I always like that when I do a cash game roster and it gets me every bat I like, and then a position I don't love right is like really cheap, and I'm just like yeah, this guy if he gets me like a walk, cool. Everyone, I gets me every other bat I like love on this slate, so I, I love when that ends, ha- ends up happening. And hey, Sundays are the perfect time to do that when we get those. Uh, we get those like weird lineups. So yeah, we can head on to the outfield, Josh. Do you want to kick us off? Sure, I'll kick us off here at the outfield now. Uh, you know, basically this is where we find our correlation here and fill up these rosters. Um, a good amount of routes we can go. I do like uh, Hicks and Aaron Judge here a lot in the Yankees outfield. I think that they're certainly in play. Uh, Going to have lots of interest in uh, Jose Batista at this DraftKings price tag specifically. Jose Batista's 3.4K. That just feels way too cheap um, on DraftKings. So uh, definitely going to have a good amount of Jose um, Jose Batista over there. Uh, 3K on FanDuel, too. I think he's, he's a nice price tag over there as well. Uh, John Carl Stanton. Uh, and Ozuna, or you know, the two righties here, are the guys I'll have interest in, in this Miami outfield. And uh, yeah, there's just you know, there's a few other places we could go. Uh, Chris Young, three point two K on DraftKings. Just you know, he's gonna get. He'll probably hit in that cleanup spot or hit fifth against the lefty. So he's a guy you want to have in there anytime. They're he's facing a lefty career lefty matcher. I know his numbers this year haven't been excellent against lefties, but uh, as a whole throughout his career, it's just what he does. He hits lefties well, so I'm sure that um, 
You know, 2.7 on Fandle, too. Chris Young is definitely a guy I'm going to have interest in uh, going against Wade Miley. Um, Schwarber and John Jay, you know, the usual suspects on the Cubs here. Uh, these are the guys going against Pavetta that I'll have interest in as well. Don't mind these Colorado outfielders as much, especially because I think that they'll get overlooked. Uh, going against Faulty here, who struggles against lefties. they got Blackmon, Para, and Cargo. Uh, all of these guys, uh, you know, in, hitting in SunTrust in a good hitting environment. Cargo 3.2K on DraftKings, another guy that uh, at that price tag just feels way too cheap. I know it hasn't, you know, it's been a down year for Cargo, but he still, still uh, you know, has some pop left in his bat, and he's still in a good hitter's environment against a fly ball pitcher. So uh, like him there a lot. Howie Kendrick's a guy I'm going to have a ton of interest in. Uh, makes a good correlation play to uh, if you're going to play uh, Rendon. Um, or, or waiters, or if um, if Zimmerman's playing, if you want to get him in there too. So I think all those guys are in play, and uh, yeah, that's about about where I'm going to be in the outfield. I'm just probably going to focus on, on the guys that I mentioned there. I think there's a good there's a good few routes you could go. Just you know wherever your your roster construction goes, this is where you're going to find your correlation in the outfield. Uh, Travis, how about you? Where are you looking in the outfield on the slate? Yeah, that kind of seems about right. But uh, I'm going to kind of just go through each outfield and tell you what I think uh, instead of looking at like the salaries and price tags like that. You know, obviously I'm looking at it, but instead of going it that way, I'm going to do like kind of how I did it yesterday. But uh, yeah, so Yankees outfield will go Aaron Hicks, uh, you know, Aaron Judge, of course. I'd like to get those guys in there. They're great plays. Seattle outfield, I think I'm just going to pass. Doesn't seem like a spot I'm going to end up going. Uh, but uh, yeah, that just doesn't see- it seems like there's better plays than that. Minnesota, again, not an outfield I'm going to be in love with loading up, but like a guy like Eddie Rosario has been hitting the ball pretty well. And like maybe like a Max Kepler if he's cheap. I don't hate them against Biagini, but uh, not not guys I'm just going to be overloading on. Like the Jose Batista on DraftKings call, like just because it's a you know, cheap price tag against a guy like Kyle Gibson. Also, if Ezekiel Carrera somehow gets the one like batting first spot, he really hasn't been, but if he does on a Sunday, right? Like he's super cheap and he's a good value play, could work in cash games, could work in tournaments for sure. Uh, you know, not, not expecting a ton of upside there, but Hey, you can make things work. Probably more of a cash game play that helps you get in other bats too. And just, you know, could get you, uh, you know, maybe a, you know, a single and then a run to pair up with smoke too. Like just a guy that you can maybe pair in your Toronto stack. So don't hate that. Um, Hey, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, he costs a lot, but he gets a lefty in Clayton Richard tomorrow. So uh, how do I not play Giancarlo Stanton against a lefty? It's the price tag, right? That's the problem. But uh, yeah, Giancarlo Stanton, definitely a guy to like, obviously, and even like a guy like Ozuna. He's guy has been crushing the ball too, so I have to like him. Uh, I think I'm going to pass on these San Diego outfielders. Going to the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game, oh man, it just this game feels like a game, and it's weird. It's in Cincinnati. Normally I like to target this game, but it just seems like a game I'm just going to pass on. Uh, I'm just going to hope it kind of goes low scoring, but, uh, man, uh, obviously like, uh, getting those outfielders that have, there's outfielders that have pop in, on both those teams. So I don't know if you're a believer in this game, maybe it's something I'm just missing and other people are going to be on it. Uh, but yeah, this is a game that, uh, you know, there's outfielders with some pop here, right? So there's the Shevlers, the Duvals, the McCutcheons, uh, and, uh, Martes there's, there's guys who obviously roster that have some pop. Uh, so yeah, if you're interested in them, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't tell you no, but it's a spot where I just think I'm staying away. Uh, not not playing these Kansas City outfielders against Carrasco just seems like a pass for me. Uh, the Cleveland guys, though, we get a lefty. We get Brandon Geyer. He's a guy I think, you you know, for cheap, you can definitely play. Uh, he's someone that I would, I would definitely look to on the slate. 
Uh, the Boston outfielders, uh, you know, I'm definitely looking to play them against Wade Miley. This is a good spot for them. We get uh, Chris Young against the lefty. Uh, that's a nice uh, value you can get. Uh, you know, guy like Mookie Betts, of course, you know, can't hate playing him. I probably wouldn't play Ben Intendi against a lefty, but how long is Wade Miley going to be in there? Like, if we get a, if we do a Boston stack, why not play? Uh, you know, why not play? Uh, you know, Ben Intendi, if you want to be different in your Boston stack, right? So, but I, I expect Chris Young will probably be in there. But uh, yeah, that's definitely something to consider for sure. Uh, Chicago outfield, uh, I think they're all in play here against Pavetta. All the lefties are in play, so you can just look at them. Uh, and then uh, on uh, the Philly side of the ball against Lackey, uh, if you're playing Hoskins, I kind of like pairing them up with Nick Williams because they hit uh, three and four in the lineup, and uh, Nick Williams has some uh, serious pop uh, as well uh, with Hoskins. Right, These are two guys that can actually you know, really crush the ball, so I like going to them. Uh, Atlanta, we, we haven't talked about much about the Rockies, but Mike fulton really struggles against lefties, so there's Parra and Blackman. So if you uh, want to go with that uh, mini lefty stack, I kind of like that. I think that's an interesting route to go just because again mike fulty struggles against lefties Fulty's also a guy that uh when he struggles he struggles poorly so um if i'm playing rockies i think it's just a full stack right because when Fulty's on he's on when he struggles he struggles so uh if if that's the case i think i want to put in arenado right uh i want to put in like another guy maybe a mark reynolds who's been hitting righties really well this year so uh if i'm thinking you know if you're listening to this podcast and you were on colorado um I think you want to full stack them um, because that's what happens with Fulty, right? He blows up when it's 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 one or the other with him, right? So yeah, that's kind of what I would uh, you know think about there. Howie Kendrick on Fanduel specifically, like that price tag against the lefty, that makes a ton of sense. I'm sure I'll have a pretty good lineup spot, so definitely like that. Probably staying away from the Mets outfielders and you know all the other you know Washington outfielders. Just don't seem like they're in a great spot to me. It depends on the lineup spot though, or maybe we'll get a random Michael Taylor batting first. Who knows? Um, then, then there's, uh, you know, Justin Upton, uh, he's been just crushing the ball. So he's a guy I would definitely like to consider even against a guy like Gilito. And, uh, you know, maybe if, I don't know who's going to bat towards the top, uh, for, you know, in that two hole, maybe it's Mikey Matuk, maybe it's Alex Presley. They could be guys to consider on the Detroit side, uh, White Sox side of the ball. Uh, yeah, that outfield is something that, uh, you know, with like Larry Garcia is had it back, back problem right now. Nick Delmonico is, uh, her on the DL. So, I don't know what's really going to be there for them. It's, uh, you know, Willie Garcia's got a, you know, he's on the DL as well. I'm assuming it'll then be Ingle and uh, Avisil Garcia, but that's all I'm seeing that, I don't know, who else would be in there, Josh? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. I, this is a whole revamped and crazy squad now, so I, I can't yeah, keep I up know. with them. Like, but I think it's Avisil, yeah, I think it's Avisil Garcia for me, but I mean, Ingle too, he, he he's, He's the he's he costs two K and he gets a lefty and he you know he's a righty right so you know that makes sense like if you want to throw him in your White Sox stack wouldn't hate that and who knows where he'll get a spot in the lineup so yeah I think there's some interest there then and then uh, staying away from all the Cardinals bats I uh, it's Chris Archer I mean I get Cardinals have been hitting the ball a lot better but I think it's a spot just to stay away and then uh, you can make a case for Lance Lynn right you can make a case for stacking against him if I do it right I I love the idea of going Steven Souza who's been smashing righties all year. Corey Dickerson, who hits righties well, and Kevin Kiermaier, right? I would throw all of them in there. No one's going to play three rays in the outfield. And then, uh, you know, paired off with like a Lucas Duda or a Logan Morrison or, you know, even maybe a Brad Miller at uh, second base, one of those lefties you can throw in there. Uh, yeah, so I don't think that's a bad way to go. But outfield, you know, kind of went through it, and there's a lot of guys to play. It's pretty loaded. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty nice slate overall, Josh. I think the outfield kind of summed that up for us. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the outfield, there's just – a lot of options it can go, and it just feels like a multi-entry slate. You know, just construct different rosters around what you like. Yep, for sure. Uh, do you want to move on to our stack of the day, Josh? Yeah, let's move on to the stack of the day. You want to kick us off here, Travis? 
Yeah, I'll kick us off. So uh, I don't know. I feel like I always give it away as we go on with the podcast. I feel like people can guess it. Like it's like a game you can play on the podcast. What what stack is uh what stack is uh man going going to uh what stack is he going to uh think about as his favorite one of the day? And uh, I don't know, Josh. Do you want to guess it? You want to play the game? What? Who your stack of the day is going to be? Yeah, yeah. Take a guess. Hmm. Um. Yesterday I made it obvious with the Cubs, but I'm curious who it is to, if you, if you can guess it today. I feel like I made it a little known. You made it a little known. Uh, is it going to be the White Sox? Yeah, it's the White Sox. Ding, ding, ding. You yeah. are correct. It is the uh, it is the Chicago White Sox. So uh, sign me up for them. Uh, I, we don't see them with these run totals ever, right? We never see them with like run totals that are like this high. Uh, 5.19. It doesn't happen often. Uh, you know, 10, 10.5 total for the whole team. Or, yeah, for the whole game. Man, I just love this spot a lot. Like, uh, I can load up with uh, Jose Abreu, Matt Davidson. They're two guys that uh, can definitely hit lefties well. Give me, like, Avisel Garcia, too. He's another guy. You can get a cheap catcher like Smith in there, uh, Tim Anderson at shortstop. Uh, Saladino's not a guy I love, but if he's batting second, don't hate throwing him in there. And then, uh, you know, there's other guys, too, that, you know, that I think Gilmer Sanchez, I think he's hurt still, correct? Let me look and make sure because we didn't mention him before, but I'm pretty sure he is still hurt. He is uh, – no, he is fine. So yeah, he's another guy too to consider, obviously. Uh, but yeah, there's a. I just think it's loaded all around, and they're all cheap, right? And uh, this is a spot where I'm looking to kind of pay at pitcher. It seems like so it helps me get in the uh, one. It helps me get in an expensive pitcher. Uh, they're a cheap stack that has a pretty nice run total, and that also might help me, uh, you know, jam in another really nice, uh, nice stack as well. Uh, I could maybe double pay up for pitcher on DraftKings. I haven't played around with it yet, but maybe that's an idea I can do uh, with the cheap bats. Uh, I can also on Fanduel. I think I can get in like a. a they could be my cheap stack, and then I pair that with a guy like Archer, and I'm still able to get in another nice stack that I like. Uh, I'm just sitting on the Chicago White Sox, man. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a wacky thing to say. I never didn't think I'd be saying it this year, but uh, Chicago White Sox, sign me up for them as a nice uh, tournament play for me tomorrow. How about you, Josh? Uh, I'm just going to stick with my uh, my home team here. I think the Yankees put up a huge, huge run line tomorrow, man. Super potent offense. Back and healthy again. They got Castro back in the lineup, too. Just like one through nine. Uh, you know, they're in, they're in a, a game where, you know, the pitchers don't have to hit, so that, that obviously benefits them, too. You know, you got the DH spot, so... Uh, yeah, uh, the, the Yankees are the guys, man, tomorrow for me. This is going to be – and I feel like they're going to go like a little overlooked because you got a lot of other good spots you could go. You could go with the Blue Jays. You could go with the Indians. You could go with the Red Sox. You know, like so since there's so many other good spots, you know, the Cubs will probably be super chalky again because of uh, people chasing, you know, the 17-run game. Um, you know, the White Sox, too, are in a good spot. Like there's so many, so many routes you could go that the Yankees just might get overlooked here. And I, I think one through nine, all of these guys – uh, you know, could do some damage, and I think it's going to be one of those games where you know you keep refreshing. The Yankees have more runs, like it's going to, you know, as you're checking the scores. Uh, so I'm going to stack up the Yankees tomorrow. I'm just going to go, go and, and and just load up on these Yankee righties that have pop in the bat, and and just go for it. That's that's my my stack of the day for tomorrow. You think that's uh, you think that's a good route to go to, Travis? Yeah, Josh, you're probably right, and it's probably a good route. But you don't have to say about that. Boo, boo. Okay, Mister Met over here. Oh my God. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm sick of you guys. We're gonna get to October here soon, and I hope you miss the playoffs. But uh, yeah, <laughs> um, they're, they're a really, they're a really good stack. Like, it actually, it doesn't. You, you kind of like, like. I mean, I was obviously interested in them and like a team that I was gonna play. Um, and they could be a team that I was like maybe like end up not playing because they just like kind of don't end up like working. Obviously, when you're building lineups, it kind of sometimes teams fall out. But like the thing you sold me on that really stuck in the back of my head was 
uh, as you keep refreshing the slate, like they just keep scoring runs. And I feel like that could happen too. Like when you said that, that really stuck with me. So uh, this is when you, this is when uh, listeners, you grab a post-it and you just write down uh, make sure to make a Yankee stack. So I would do that now uh, just because uh, man, like that, that could easily happen. That could be one of those scary situations where they just keep going and going uh-huh. and going. So the be- the begin- beginning of this month, it was uh, the Astros that, you know, it was always the Astros. You just got to keep stacking them up. Uh, I think coming into September, it's going to be the Yankees again. The Yankees are going to be the guys, you know, that people just don't stack because their price tags are up or whatever, but uh, or they get overlooked. But it's going to be the Yankees I think, again, I think, here. And this is, uh, I think, a good opportunity to jump back on the, the Yankees train early for the stacks. But I do like your White Sox stack, too. I think they're both great stacks here on the slate. So, um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to ma- mention here before we wrap it up? No, let's get out of here before I've talked about the Yankees any longer. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Love interacting with you. So shoot over any questions or comments you might have. But other than that, enjoy your Sunday. It's a beautiful day. We got some good weather here. Nice crisp fall weather on the horizon here on the East Coast. So we're going to go enjoy that. Plenty of baseball, too. Um, And we will see you guys back here on the Weekend Grind podcast next weekend. For my co-host, Travis Mango, and I'm Josh Surgiant. Peace out, Travis. I guess I never said what I meant to. I let you dig your nails into my back like a savage. Anything you wanted, you could have it. You tell me when I'm angry, I'm attractive. So you would break me down with a passion, flashing, imagine. If you didn't go on searching for something better.
perspective So you would break me down with a passion Clashing of magic The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium Atlanta gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's employee of the month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.